Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasts with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you can get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-o-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. did the intro song so now we're just singing and shit this is on the record yeah you're on wax welcome to return to oswald i'm Derek. that's brandon that's scar we're here this episode is brought to y'all by the letter y like why did they make this finale so fucking horrible i'm not even gonna front i'm just gonna come straight out and tell y'all this was brandon tell him what you told me before the show this is the worst episode of Oz. Right, that we've you watched have, so far. You can't have a fucking finale be the worst episode of Oz, and we still don't know how Augustus got back into prison. You sons of bitches. I still think that it's one of those things to where they knew they were going to have another season, and they just basically split a real season in half. I know it was eight episodes, but um, they it it seems like this was what would normally be a mid season finale for a show before they go on hiatus for a few weeks. Um, that's what this seemed like to me. Instead of it being finale of a season, it seemed like a mid-season fa- finale to me um, because it was be- not just because of you know the way that it is, but it was basically just setting up a lot. We are lucky to be in a day and age where we're able to stream movies and stream TV shows and shit. Because I'm telling you, if, if I, was I was at watching home watching this... Shit, this if I was watching this back in the day when, when you had to sit through like summers and shit to get to the next season, I might not have came back. I might have been real mad. Came back. I would have. I'm starting to think that Augustus um, never never left. I'm starting to think that, that he was got a- in the coffin and got back out and was like, I could have. <laughs> no, I'm starting to think that's a fake scene. Like they allude to the scene of Glenn talking to. Uh, shit face about his dad <laughs> which apparently didn't happen as we saw in the flashback i think mm. augusta's getting in the coffin was just like a dream of his like it never actually happened like he dreamed that 
Oh, but by saying that, you're you're giving Scar leeway to say that that scene with the computer, where Augustus was talking to uh, Adabisi through the computer, was also a dream sequence. I'm, I oh, guess that's precedence. what they're doing now. I guess they're introducing dream sequences to this. Uh, man, right? Like, why are we doing this now? Why can't we just be the way? Like, it's like on Wayne's World. You know, Wayne's World, how it ends. How and they had they, like six different endings and shit. Yeah, and then they go woo woo woo, and then they do it all over again. That's essentially <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> Sorry, I like Wayne's World. Y'all, yeah, I love Wayne's hey, World. Hey, they didn't. Um, they can't see this, but you're wearing your Team Devon shirt. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I now that he's um safe. I, I wear it every so often. And when people ask me what happened, I'm able to tell them. For those of y'all who are wondering what the Team Devin shirt is, my son Devin uh, had a right congenital coronary artery anomaly, which only affects 0.3% of the population. Um, usually, the doctors told us, usually people find out about it at the autopsy. I noticed we that you look down to... to Dude, me. do you know how to say this shit? I don't know how to say this shit. It's on my fucking shirt. Like it's, it's on my goddamn shirt. Why shouldn't I look down at my shirt? That's like when somebody. It's like when you go to an interview and they're like, "Name the five core uh, core beliefs of this company," and it's on the fucking wall behind the interviewer. If you don't look up, you should just go home. You know, I had a job. Inter- I had a, a a phone interview to work for Gateway one one day, and was she- it a gateway to another job? No, it's Gateway 2000, the, 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 the computer company. Oh. I used to do tech support for Gateway. Um, she said, you know, um, we're going to have you in for an actual interview, but I want to ask you a few questions, blah, 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 whatever. And I, I basically pull a, let me get a, while I'm flipping through the fucking book to find the answers, <laughs> because I had, I had the, 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 I had the A plus certification book at the time because you know I've, that I got in college that I never actually got to use. But I had the book with me, so like she's asking me these questions, and I'm like, "Hmm, let me think. I think it's." <laughs> and I'm flipping through the pages, and and uh, yeah, that's how I got through that interview, and I ended up with the job. Good. And then they and then they shut it down like a month after I got there. Well, <laughs> of course they just you know they were trying to save the company by bringing in a black person, but it didn't work. Um, the and same I was a way- part-timer too. I love that job. Aw. Yeah. So, in the beginning of this episode, which is called Out of Time, I don't know why they called it Out of Time. I don't. Fuck this whole finale in the face with a brick. Um, Saeed is still in AgSag for protecting Beecher, which still doesn't make any sense why he got sent in there and why Khan got sent in there when they didn't even really do anything. Um, they said it in this episode. They said... At one point, somebody was talking to someone, and he was like, "We didn't start this; they started it." And whoever they were talking, I think it was McMahon. I don't know. No, it wasn't McManus. It was it was Glenn. Wasn't Glenn it? and Glenn was like, "I don't give a shit who started it." So <laughs> Glenn is already the fire. Glenn has already set the precedent that he don't care who you know. It's like, oh, he called me nigger, so you shouldn't have punched him. Y'all both did something wrong. Adam BC McManus, Warden Glenn, can't stand us. I can really do a whole song. I'm that fucking talented. Don't try me, people. Um, but 
Saeed is in AgSeg, and while he's in AgSeg, the Aryan CO guard, because they all, every group has their own racist that stands for them, except for the Muslims, the Blacks, the one that they had just fucking disappeared to Baltimore and turned into a drug kingpin. Um, but the Aryan CO we're, we're expecting throws a rat into the cell with uh, Saeed, and he's like, a rat! And he throws the rat into the cell like a duke. And so the rat runs over to Saeed and is on Saeed's shoulder. And so Saeed goes to the medical ward the next day and he's like, a rat bit me. And then he holds up the rat with like a huge chunk out of it, looking like, and I bit the motherfucker back. So, so rat, Saeed's about to die, right? Right, because isn't that scurvy or or the black plague or something like? Nigga, you... A rat bit me. This motherfucker. <laughs> this motherfucker. This motherfucker right here bit me. <laughs> Not only did he get bit by the rat, which can give you something, then he bit the rat, which definitely can give you something. Because he had nothing in there that he could have actually killed that thing with. Right. So like, I dropped an elbow on the motherfucker, <laughs> and he didn't cook the rat. To get all the bad shit out of it, he ate it raw. The rat bit me, and I said, "Bitch!" <laughs> I said, "I looked that rat dead in his eyes," and I said, "Bitch." <laughs> that does remind me, though, of I used to live in Florida when I was really young, and I went to uh, I was talking to this girl, and I went to. In Sanford, her parents lived in like Sanford, Florida, which is like rural Orlando. And I went up there. Isn't that where the shooting happened? Yes. Isn't that where uh, where Trayvon got murdered? He lived not far from there, but closer to Orlando. Okay. And I went to a cookout there, and the and the per and her family member, uncle, whoever. When I got to the cookout, was in the process of grilling raccoon. What the fuck? Yes. See, I would have went home. Grilling raccoon. See, if I know Florida I'm gonna cook man. something nasty for a fuck, yes, Florida man. If I know I'm gonna cook something nasty for a fucking cookout, you know what I'm not providing y'all? Paper plates. Y'all ain't folding my shit in half. <laughs> y'all ain't hiding my shit in the fold. Y'all just gonna have to hold the whole plate in front of me and be like, I don't like it. I was showing up with motherfucking foam plates so you can hear those motherfuckers crack when you fold. <laughs> Shit sound like it's transforming. <laughs> uh-huh. You're going to tell which, yourself. You which is to say, people do eat rodents. Oh, yes. my God. Yes, yes I got, but... I got, a, I got a co-worker who, you know, white lady. Um, she'll course. pretty much eat anything. Um, ass? Possibly. Ass, 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 ass. Stop. Now let that motherfucker hammer time like ah, go stupid. Ah, what? I don't understand that song. It's ass. I well, I don't understand the why anyone cares about that song. Why we care about ass? That's because you're Not old. About the song. About the song. That's because you're old. That song goes crazy. Not that old. Am it I is. Old? See what yeah. you have to understand about these songs is, and I understand this because of. You're not uh, old. <laughs> my life, my life, my lifestyle as a younger person, as a club promoter, is that it's not the song; it's the reaction of the song. Yes, mm-hmm. 
And so I like that song because I remember what the reaction to that song was. I, I've seen the reaction to that song, and I will forever be a fan. <laughs> yeah, I had. Um, um, Bomani Jones tells the same story about uh, about my neck, my back, and he was just like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then he said he went to a club, and the song came on, and it was like, "Oh, oh yeah." Right. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, "Ass" by Big Sean is one of those songs that if you play it today in the right circumstances, you're gonna see what he means by make that motherfucker hammer time. <laughs> like, there's still folks who will just get it on you. So anyhow, um, Rebido, who doesn't talk to God anymore, didn't know, um, got a premonition from God, he thinks. He's not sure. Uh, it might've been from his cousin, John the Baptist. I don't know. I don't know. Jesus's cousin is John it's, the Baptist. You know, his, you know, it really has been this whole time. His yeah, grandson. His grandson has been telling him shit. I believe it because I mean, I, I've never spoken to God like that, and for him to just stop talking and be like, "I think God's mad at me," that's like okay. But God told him to be afraid, which for real, that's what God's telling you. Like that's it. Um, also, Miguel is having nightmares about Eugene's eyes. Uh, he went to talk to Sister Pete, uh, and she told him that Eugene and Tina will no longer be on the show. I'm about sick of uh, Miguel. I was pro Miguel for a while, but you know, I like Miguel. at some point you can only make you can. I can only give you leeway on bad decisions so many times. He keeps making poor decision after poor decision. After Which one? You mean the one where Sister Pete's like, yo, you can tell me what you didn't tell them. Like, for example, who who sexually assaulted Warden Glenn's daughter? And he was like, no. He's saving his life. I think uh, for me, for me, and I don't know if this is the same for anyone else. I stopped fucking with Miguel when the way to get under his skin was just calling him Michael. Like, you That's know, because what I mean? your name like, is Michael. No, well, I hate my name. I hate my name. So that that would have the opposite effect. Um, but like the idea that that is the line, that is the line to cross to make me do some stupid fucking shit is to call me Michael. I mean, it's, it's like, not your name. No, they made they a whole song about that shit. No, they call him Michael as like say he's white. He's white. Not, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. but that's just like. If a, a nigga name is Jamal and I call him Jamie. James. Oh shit, he's about to fucking lose it now. He's about oh to nigga, we about to make this motherfucker hammer time. Like what? Yeah, and, and like calling like, him Michael led yeah. him down this path. But I can like, Scar is right. No, but he's right. But I can tell you from experience of doing this to somebody else, because I wasn't always a nice person. Calling somebody out of their name on purpose over time will really, it's like the water torture. It's like you purposely not recognizing somebody for who they are. That's not going to make me poke somebody's eyes out. That's going to make me. It is fight if you're in person. jail and you're like, he's not going to fucking fight El Cid. But here's my understanding. Maybe I don't understand the prison culture, but my understanding of prison culture is don't drop the soap. He, <laughs> if he fights El Cid, and he beats Al Said, he then becomes Al Said. Right? It's, so like, it's if, like if you like, beat the person in charge, then all the all the minions follow yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. All it's you gotta do is beat Al Said. That's all he has to do. 
And it's like it's like in football. If you know, if you fight the strength and the conditioning coach and you win, you the strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're at home. If you fight your dad and you actually win, then your dad can't say shit to you anymore. Oh, you think you've grown up? Well, I guess you were grown like shit. So okay. all Alvarez had to do was whip his ass. Yeah, that's all he had to do. Just beat El Cid, who's yeah. fucking legendary in his whole neighborhood. So is Alvarez. Alvarez is not legendary. Alvarez came up to El Cid like, yo, El Cid, I'm a big fan. That's like saying Augustus was going to fight Jackson Bayhew. And it's not like it's not like it's a Wangler. Oh it's not like it's a Wangler at a BC situation where, or a Wangler you know, con situation. Wangler is clear. I mean, at a BC is clearly in a different weight class than Wangler. El Cid is smaller than Alvarez. In in height, yes, but in body size, no. And it, it honestly, the more I look at El Cid, who, by the way, the guy who plays him, fucking excellent job. But he looks like he's half werewolf. Yes. And it looked like he they they got the perfect person for this role because he looks like he's seen some shit and done some shit. And Miguel, the only thing he did was beat up an old man. I don't think Miguel's about that life, honestly. He just he could have took a shank. because he, he's he's is he rooming with Al said? I feel yeah, like they're rooming together. They're rooming they together. Yeah, they rooming with Al said when he when sleeps. He, when he came back but, out. But at the same time, if you shank somebody while they're asleep, I don't think that that's in the honor code. I think that at that point, you're still a punk motherfucker. Oh, just wait. Just, all they've been doing is punk shit, Nas. Nobody sees anybody on the one. But, but I mean, Chico already didn't like Alvarez, so that ain't going to fix shit. And then Carlos, I haven't seen Schillinger see anybody on the one, and he still gets respected. Man, but that's because Schillinger is it's Schillinger, sir. Schillinger, Schillinger, fucker, get it right. He says no, but it's because he doesn't have to. He runs shit. El Cid runs shit, and the thing about it is, Miguel literally ceded his role to El Cid. There was no fight. There was no nothing. Miguel was just like, I'm tapping out before the fight even starts. I'm just done here. Yeah. I saw Khan take over uh, from Saeed. But that was, that was a coup. That was under a lot of stress. A lot of shit happened. A lot of stuff happened between Saeed and, and stinking ass Scott Ross's uh, sister. And, and just all these other things kept happening. With Miguel, El Cid got there. Miguel was his escort. Miguel was carrying his shit as they came into the actual yeah. pod area. Yeah, because he dissed, he dissed him immediately. Immediately. Bitched him out. Immediately. He started talking to him and started talking to him in Spanish. He was like, man, you too white. Why are you talking to me in Spanish, Michael? <laughs> and, and like, I'm sorry, but like calling me calling me Michael, if my name is not Michael, like there's a there's a variation of my name that I absolutely fucking hate. And if you call me that shit, I will not respond. Like, not at all. Damn, now you know I gotta go figure that shit out. Is it Mikey? Yes. Um, okay, just checking that shit sounds childish as fuck. Yeah. Um, 
actually, I feel like you said yes, so I wouldn't actually try and figure it out. That's not it. No, I mean, I know, ain't no point because, like, if you call me Mikey, I'm not going to respond. Like, I just said that. I'm not going to respond. Like, I'm going to completely fucking ignore you as if I didn't hear you say that. Um, so, but like, someone calling me Mikey will not get me to the point to whereas I would want to stab someone's fucking eyes out. No, yeah, you but, might want to stab that person's eyes out. But he's still, honestly, Miguel doesn't know any other way to be, I think. Like, to get respect, this dude is like, yeah. And he said, he told him, either you stab his eyes out or we're going to fuck you up. Remember, because he went and talked to his dad who can't talk, who can't speak? Yeah. And he was like, dad, either I do this or they're going to kill me. And his dad gave him a hug because he was like, you're fucked. I mean, his dad couldn't do anything else. He can't fucking talk. Right? <laughs> like, why the fuck you ask me for advice? All I'm going to say is, da-da-da. But, um... Yeah, so Miguel has already fucked up by not shanking, standing up to, attacking El Cid. And then on top of all that, O'Reilly comes up to him, Ryan comes up to him, and he's like, yo, you're in trouble, dog. Like, big-ass, life-changing trouble, my nigga. Yo, hermano, I hear Glenn is letting Hernandez, Guerra, and Ricardo back into Emerald City. Yeah. I was you, I watched my ass. Why is that? I saw how when they got busted, you walked away. That's not too cool, bro, deserting your amigos like that. Why don't you leave me the fuck alone? Hernandez is gonna be in a nasty-ass mood, looking to take it out of someone. That's all I'm saying. My sister will be here to see me. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, if you know how much I love Christmas. Miguelito! Feliz Navidad! Where'd you disappear to, man? What do you mean disappear? All four of us are together, only three of us are cuffed. Come on, guys, back up, man. You gotta forgive them, Miguelito. They had a hard time to themselves to wonder about things. But me? I don't wonder. I know. You're not one of us. You never will. Why is it I get nervous seeing the four of you huddled in this pod together? Huh? Whoever don't live here, come on, vamos. Let's go. Hernandez. That's, but that's the problem. It's Christmas, huh? This this motherfucker say whoever don't live here gotta go, but you but you seen all of them antagonizing this person. The other person who lives there is one of the antagonists. But the CEOs don't give a fuck. Even, I mean, Murphy's a good dude, but even he doesn't give a fuck. He's got all these other motherfuckers in here that he has to deal with. Yes. So why do I care? Like, y'all get out. Hernandez, stop fucking with him. Be nice. Take a break from being a tough guy. Take a break from being a tough guy. That's right. Enjoy the day. Enjoy the day. It'll be your last one. One. Why the fuck did he? One. Why the fuck did he tell him that? 
two, well, we get to we'll get to the 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 answer to why the fuck did he why the fuck did he tell him that later? Um, but then the second, why did he say it like that? Was he trying to sound sinister? You'll like, be your last. No, he sound like um he sound like the landlord lady from Friday at the Next talking to <laughs> talking to Craig's dad. <laughs> He, sound, he actually know. <laughs> Tell your dad I said. <laughs> that's what he sound like. Did you do your paperwork? It'll be your last. <laughs> he sound like the motherfucker from Monsters Inc. <laughs> hey, let me get close to your ear and tell you it'll be your last. <laughs> But him telling him was actually a blessing for Miguel. Um, oh my God, Carlos! As we heard, Carlos believes that his sister, Carlo, sorry, Carlo, believes that his sister is coming to see him for Christmas because Lopresto never gave him the fucking letter that said that his sister was never coming back. Um, and Miguel decides that after this conversation happens, he's gonna go to McManus and Sister Pete and tell them, well, fuck what Warren Glenn wants to know. I ain't telling him shit. Can you put me in solitary? Right now. Right now. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Right now. Right now. I don't need to pack up none of my shit. We can stop by Target on the way. I'm ready to go. Which one you put me in? Solitary or ag stag? Do I have to talk about you too, McManus? Fuck you, Manny. Can we go? Can we go? Can we go right like, now? nah, we ain't going, we ain't got nothing open for you just yet. And he was like, oh, so he goes to pack up his shit. And uh what ends up happening is that Carlos and um Chico come in, they're like, Where are you going? Why are you packing? Where are you running to? And he's like, I'm not going nowhere, but because you know, El Cid gave him a heads up that this will be your last. He has time to make a shank, and he stabs Carlo. Yep, and also um, Carlo absolutely did not want to do this shit. Like, absolutely did not want to do this shit. While he's sitting there worried about what the fuck's going on with his family, then El Cid walks up to him, and he's just like, for real? Right now? Like I, this, I gotta go right now. This is why and I say that Miguel. <laughs> this is why I say that that shit about it's not manned up one on one don't matter. They went to they went to jump this nigga and that shit was okay. So but if they were told to jump that nigga by the head motherfucker, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So he should have yeah, killed the, the head motherfucker. But the head motherfucker who already told him that this shit is coming, that's the worst part about him saying, it'll be your last. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or uh, um, what you call it? Um, shit, the people on the stairs. Gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> he basically, I mean, like, in any way you say it, like, you just fucked up the game for everybody else involved. I mean, but on the upper, on, on the plus side, on the plus side of all of this, Carlo is dead. Yep. So that's one less fucking story we have to deal with. I mean, we can celebrate that, right? But then the bullshit happens, though. Yeah, because... Because, 
his sister just miraculously fucking appears when there he is a, there is clearly a warp pipe in Oakland that goes wherever yeah. the fuck they are. She was already in town. How was she in town? Because we saw her come to visit, remember? She was like, I'm not leaving until I talk to the warden. She came to visit while he was in the hole. Yeah. And said she was going to Oakland. And then that's when he then McManus told her to write a letter. He gave it to the other dude. The other dude threw it in the trash. So, like, I don't know about the timeline, but they they weren't just in the hole for a day. For a day. We don't do that around here. We put people in the hole for at least a week. Maybe, maybe two. Came, maybe she went to Oakland on a business trip. She came back a couple days later. No, she said she was no, moving. She, to she said she got a jobby job. She got a jobby. Job. Everybody, everybody else can go fuck themselves because she got the jobby job. <laughs> she literally ran down the list like fucking, uh, like Tupac. She was like, "Fuck Isabella, fuck my punk ass brother, fuck, fuck my mama. My daddy's sick, but fuck still." You guys. And I'm going to Oakland. Yeah, I'm going to where Tupac at. <laughs> going to I'm gonna become a groupie. Um, I'm going to Oaktown. I'm be, I'm gonna get an Oaktown three five seven thing spray painted on my pants leg. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she's like, "How'd he die?" And they were like, "He got stabbed." <laughs> I'm going to the place where my juice is gonna get him crazy, right? <laughs> oh God! And then all of a sudden, she's in New York. But then you know. Miguel gets put in a solitary, which is what he wanted to do in the first place. He's like, why can't y'all put me in here like four hours ago? You, you, could, you could avoid someone dying by putting me in here when I asked to be here. When I asked to go, that's when I want to go. Okay? You brought me to the party. I said I'm ready to go. You didn't take me home, so I shit on your computer desk. <laughs> also... If you're ever at the doctor's office for an appointment and the doctors are running late because they do that shit to you, just stick your head out the door and threaten the shit on the computer desk. Somebody will definitely come running. What? Don't ask me how I know that. I've said too much already. So, Sister Pete is uh, wavering on whether or not she wants to be a nun still. Um, She uh, is saying that she doesn't know that it's a long road and all that kind of stuff. And and Ray is like, well, I appreciate your courage and knowing that you don't want to be a nun. Um, that's all. That's another useless story. Um, we got one useless story down, though, so let's celebrate that shit. Uh, Shirley has gotten a temporary stay from execution because she's pregnant, but also because she got pregnant while she was in prison. And they don't know who did it. I'm still saying it's a CO. Um, I think so. But Shirley wants Sister Pete. I think it's Hal. Huh? I think it's Hal. I think it's Lepresti. Or whichever one was the the Aryan, um, the Aryan CO. I think it's Hal. I don't even know which one is Hal. Oh, Claire? (laughs) Wait, fuck you. (laughs) Um, She seems like the type of motherfucker that would do that shit, right? Shut up. But Charlie wants Sister Pete to tell the governor to go forward with the execution because she did kill her firstborn child. I mean, she fucking is telling her straight out, like, I did this shit. So why are then, you trying and, to save my life? And then she explains why she did it, like her, her version of why she did it. With the execution. You, you want to die? I have to die. 
Why? I did kill my firstborn. Oh, I've said it. Some things aren't real till you say them out loud. I know. My daughter, my precious, when she was born, she was a joy. But bit by bit, I began to see that there was something not quite right about her. Something not quite human. Otherworldly. I'd go into a room, and above the bassinet, there'd be flashes of fire. Fire? Or she'd speak in tongues. One day, she even made a plate levitate. That's when I began to see she was possessed of the devil. How does a baby speak in tongues? That's the point. Y'all giving her a hard time when you got this baby speaking in tongues and levitating shit. How's a baby speaking tongues? Gaga Google is not speaking in tongues. That's the point. I mean, it's, the baby's it, it, possessed. But it matters if the baby goes Gaga Google. Gaga Google. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, if the baby sounds like they're in a metal band, then we got some issues. Hurry up my back, up my back. See, y'all don't believe her. She's trying to tell y'all what happened. Okay. And you don't believe her. Okay. I want some milk. Ever talk to anyone about it? <laughs> my mother. The child's father, that lying bastard. Ah, uh, well, your minister. Pediatrician. They would have thought I was crazy. No, I knew the only way was to kill her myself. But every time I went to strike, I didn't see the devil. I only saw my daughter's sweet face. Uh, Arif and Khan would have said, looking at her, you still see the devil. So I put her in the car and drove into the lake and let her drown, half open. Half expecting to see her rise up out of the water on Lucifer's back. Hmm. All right. I'll see what I can do. Oh, God bless you. In three hours, I'm hosting a party at the mansion for close to 400 people. Now, what's all this about Shirley Bellinger? She wants to be executed. Well, good. That solves all my problems. Something extra under the tree. Excuse me, Governor, that there's one hitch. She's insane. She drowned her daughter. We knew that. The woman does not belong on death row. She should be in the state asylum. But if she wants to die, who are we to stand in her way? Governor, she is not fit to make that decision. She is certifiable and she is pregnant. And if you execute her, you will be committing murder. Two murders. Transfer, Bellinger. And Warden, I want you to end this lockdown. We don't have the situation under control. It's Christmas. I'm getting heat from the clergy, including the Cardinal, who will be at my party tonight. Let the inmates out! And so... Uh -huh. Uh -huh. 
So she finds out that she's not going to be executed. And she's like, you fucking did this to me. I'm just going to get an abortion. If you don't let me get an abortion, there are stairs. I'm going to do it myself. Why does she want an abortion? Because Satan impregnated her. Thank you. Shut up. (laughs) Y'all don't see. Y'all not believing her. Yeah. She said, y'all sound just like her stinking ass baby father and her pediatrician and her sister and her mama. But when she looked at her, she didn't see the devil. You always try to see the but you call Junior the devil. You say, I think he's possessed. I think he's I think he's the devil reincarnated. We gotta I gotta I gotta convince that white guy to come and visit you because clearly he is your just that is that Junior, is just Junior can the be all and be all. I said during that episode, I said kids aren't te- can't be born terrible. Oh, yes, they can. Look at Junior. He's the he's clearly the devil. And now and now Shirley, Shirley's telling you her son, her daughter was the devil. And no, she's, oh, this woman's crazy. She's insane. You can't believe her. I got she, you. She did not say she hung a nun outside the window and she set her bedroom on fire day one. Yeah, she said she, the baby was speaking in tongue and levitating shit. Here comes the airplane. Oh, shit, it's levitating. Must kill. That's right. Lay out those shrooms, lady. <laughs> right. Oh man. This so, ain't 2000. This ain't 2021. See, in 2021, what Shirley would have done is brought that baby on America's Got Talent and got rich with her devil baby. But in 1990, levitate, she would have also been in the death metal band. But in 1999, <laughs> give me some he, She wasn't all about that capitalism. She's like, yo, that capitalism might be fine, but I don't want no devil baby. My father is coming. My father is coming. My father is coming. Now give me some milk. <laughs> give me some milk. <laughs> so the next thing that happens is that Connie and Keller released from uh, solitary. And Schillinger and Beecher are out of the medical war because they stabbed each other. Um, Said is recovering as well. And, and Pierce and Poet can wave their hands in the air, but nobody cares. Let me, um, let me ask you this. Why the fuck? Okay, you got these groups of people that were just in an altercation against each other. Then you let them all out of solitaire at the same time. In the at the same time. At the same ass time. Why would you do that? Like, if if all you need is for one of them to kick the fuck off, and all of that shit comes back immediately. Yes, that's stupid. Why don't yeah. you release re- release all the niggas at one time? Release all of the all of the white people at the at the other time? Like, d- d- do it that way. It makes no sense to to put them all in the same fucking hallway and walk them all back to fucking M City. I mean, what they should have done was open every cell in Attica and send them to Africa. Wow. So. Uh, Beecher sees Keller again. He lets him know that he asked McManus to let them be roommates again. Um, and aw, um, Diane is in the uh, gin pop with uh, Arian CO, ACO, and he's like, hey, 
the white folks ain't that bad. It's the niggers. Or it's them. They're worse. And she's like, oh, you mean the niggers? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, if you want to go that route, yes, it's the niggers. Not with an A, with the hard R. And she was like, gotcha, bitch. And then uh, McManus is like, hey, Diane, you want to go to lunch? So she doesn't get a chance to really get into him like she wants to. But as they're leaving out for lunch, uh, McManus looks out the corner of his eye and he sees uh, Bricks, who, you know, still has a sexual harassment charge going against uh, McManus. So music plays in the background to let you know that there's beef. Uh, after that, McManus and Diane are talking about uh, sexual harassment. Um, and of course, at that point in time, Claire comes in. Claire sits right next to them and pulls out a, um, a cream puff and puts it on the table. And she says, brightly, because that's the only way that this psychopath can talk, brightly, she says, in to nobody but to everybody cream puff and that's all it took for it to be go time for diane i mean it was already to the point where it was about to be on site for them anyway right and then once 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 she started getting her shit right with mcmanus you knew that everything else from there was going to be on site and so if diane could she would have jumped over the table like ray charles but as it is they beat each other up by not beating each other up it was like a really soft fight but it was enough for both of them to go to the medical ward. Um, and Leo comes to see what happened. And McManus uh, didn't help things at all with his thoughts on what occurred in this situation, which to him was, they were fighting over me. What the hell happened? Hal and Diane got into a fight over me. Christ. Look. Don't. Okay, Leo, I don't want to hear any of your sanctimonious bullshit. I don't care what you want to hear. It's time you started taking responsibility for the shitstorms you create. What? That's all I do all day, every day, is take responsibility, Leo, for every fucking thing in M-City. And all I've ever looked to you for is a little support. I've supported you. Yeah? Nice. The thing with Wangler? You took his side right away. I did not. Yeah, you took his fucking side. <laughs> like you always do, like you do with Hill. Like you do with Saeed and even Clayton Hughes. All the brothers. No matter which side of the law. You said I'd do that because they're black? Well, read the scorecard, pal. Add it up for yourself. Fuck you, McMahon. Yeah, fuck me. Fuck you. Fuck me. <laughs> How did it get to that point? Like, that went from, like, volume one to volume 12 in like one sentence. Because it was bad writing. It didn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, they were, they were fighting over me. Don't get all sanctimonious, pal. You don't ride for me. They no, were I fighting think, over him. I think it was. I think it was that. You know, like when you <laughs> when something happens and like a parent comes into the room, you're like, "Yo, don't fucking look at me like that. I ain't fucking do this shit." Like you know, that's exactly what it was to me. Like, and then like. And then, and then Glenn just twists the knife a little bit further, and McManus gets to let go of all of the stuff that he's been holding on to for, for so long. Which is he, all racist shit. It's all racial. Like, he's not wrong. Is he? He's not he's, wrong for his perspective. He's right? not wrong from his perspective. All he does is he notice that all of these people seem to get away with everything except him. And yeah, when, and then when the Latinos did something, fucking Leo lost his fucking mind. 
It's locked that nigga up, made him stand by the door for hours, then beat the shit out of him. Yeah. I mean, he went from, I mean, with Alvarez, he was like, I take a dog and I choke him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he went, he went full on pops. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with McManus because I, because I, I'm on the outside looking in and I've seen all of this stuff from each perspective, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go with McManus on this one. Well, I mean, McManus isn't wrong. Uh, the way that uh, Leo has handled, if nothing else, Clayton is mm-hmm. completely fuckery. Yeah, so, he should have been fired so many times. So many times. Right? So he's absolutely right in saying, you know what, the way that you're doing this is like shitty. But I'm just saying, it went from yeah, they were fighting over me to fuck you! He talks to his boss real reckless. Which I because he that. can't. I mean, I because, like my boss, though. I wouldn't talk to my boss reckless like that. Because, it, because his boss can't fire him. Remember, he got the backing from a from a senator. Right, and he knows and how to use And his it. boss has been full of shit. He, he's like, oh, I, I defend you. No, you have. From the very... I've been, I first guessed this, by the way. From the very beginning of this show, I was like, yo, every time something comes up, Leo leaves McManus out the fucking dry. Every single fucking time. He always takes the side of the governor or the the bad COs or the wrong inmates. So he always takes the wrong fucking side of shit. Maybe it's going to turn out that he never wanted McManus to be there in the first place. Who knows? But what happens now is that racial lines are being drawn. Also, somehow... And, and, and it makes it worse because now the racial lines are drawn with the with staff, With everybody, too. exactly. So the next thing that happens is that Poet and Pierce are getting their bandages removed. Uh, and they get reminded that their skin will look different because of the pigmentation issues, but that it'll go back to normal within six months to a year. Uh, they got that revenge lago. Man, he's dancing on the on top of cars and shit. Um, they go to see Bricks, uh, who tells them that while Adabisi will soon get his, because they're like, why the fuck are you fucking with Adabisi? And he's like, man, fuck Adabisi, but right now is the man with the plan. And Adebisi does seem to be the man with the plan. He's now hella cool with um, he's now hella cool with the Muslims. Um, and while this is all going on, McManus and Murphy look extremely apprehensive about what's going on between all these groups. Or no, it's too late now. I don't want to do it again. But okay. we, <laughs> we were we were t- well, what uh, we were talking about. Our uh, said he's come to my side. He's Team McManus. Everybody's and, team McManus. Like and, it's not and, hard to see. And, and and we said that McManus seems to be the only person in Oz that we can think of, other than possibly Beecher, that has actually learned a lesson and has changed as a result of learning that lesson. Yes. Yes, I can definitely say that. He's the only person. No, he said and Beecher. I oh, said yeah, possibly, I possibly Beecher. He brought that up, but I was just kind of like, did Beecher really? I mean, Beecher feels now that he took a situation too far, but the only thing that he really learned is how to survive that place. But do you really think that he actually learned a lesson that was going to better him as a person? No. No. Um, so the next thing that happens is the boxing uh, championship might be postponed due to, you know, racial tensions uh and so ryan and khan uh, both go to glenn to entreat him to let the uh, match actually happen 
You got two minutes. Warden, people have been looking forward to this final doubt for months. If you postpone this, there will be unrest. I know. But last week we had a major confrontation between the Muslims and the Aryans, which you were part of. Schillinger attacked Saeed first. Look, I don't want to get into who's responsible. You're all fucking responsible. Schillinger attacked Beecher too, and he's white. <laughs> you trying to tell me it had nothing to do with race? Nothing? No. But there were other things at play. This is just two fighters fighting. Right, Hamid? The best man should win. All right. I'll let the bout take place. But without an audience. What? Just the fighters, the sidemen, the referee, and the judges. Mm -mm, no way. Take it or leave it, gentlemen. So they take it. And as Hamid is prepping for the fight with the reef, it's his corner, man. Uh, Bricks and Poet walk past him and say, yo, man, I know you beat me up, but I hope you beat up that white boy, too. And then as uh, Cyril's training with Ryan, Chucky tells him, hey, if you don't beat him, you're going to be up Shit's Creek without a paddle, all right? Ayo, ayo, ayo. You beat him or I'm going to fucking beat you over here. I'm going to fucking beat you around the head. <laughs> fucking beat you over here. Brooks is so impre impressionable. Yes. Well, he's a kid. He ain't no kid no more. He's 18 now. That's a man. Honestly, you want to know what my opinion is on this whole thing. My daughter, my eldest daughter is 23. She's still a kid. The older I get, the more I realize some things you just learn with experience. And until you get that experience, you're still a kid. Yeah. He's impressionable. He's very he impressionable. <laughs> he just jumped all over the place. That man had you pinned down butt naked. And now you like, oh, you know, forget that beef I had with him. Yeah. He got a point about this racist shit. Yeah, we're going we to all be racist now with him. We're going to start factions. Then after that, uh, we find that Stan lived through being stabbed in his neck. Uh, I don't know how, because the guy who stabbed him is fucking surgical. Um, He's surgical with this shit, Jake. Right, and stabbed him directly where he shouldn't have been able to be saved. But all he has now is a Band-Aid on his neck and a bad attitude. It and Hmm? It missed the artery. You really think a hitman's going to miss an artery? Yeah, yeah, it happens. He was kind of rushing. Remember the dude was running he around? Was rushing, around? But he wasn't rushing. He was, um, where was he from? No, not rushing. No, he he was rushing. rushing. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's both. <laughs> he was rushing. I thought so he was he kinda, he missed. He missed the spot. And, you know, he got, he got, he got away free. So Stan goes and he's like, I'm just going to lay this all on the table for you, officer. Have you noticed that Ryan is always alone in the gym right before a match? Nobody noticed that before, except for us. And I guess Stan. So Stan does a funk dance. Why is it that every time <laughs> there's a match? <laughs> O'Reilly wants to go to the gym before it. I ain't Man. saying nothing, but I'm Fuck saying. That. 
<laughs> so, he was uh he was like pops on Friday. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. Every time I'm not in the kitchen, O'Reilly's in there with tits. He should have just put tits in the bottle again and been. He done should with have. Him. He really should have. Like nobody noticed when he was doing when he was putting the tits in there. I mean, I mean, he only did that once that we know of. But it worked. But Murphy catched him just in time. Fuck. Chlorohydrate. Spiking conspirator with this shit. Huh? You've been doing this all along? Drugging Weber Zero boxed? I had to make sure he didn't get hurt. I had to show the rest of the fucks in here that the Irish still matter. The others find out about this, there'd be a fucking riot. So who said they have to find out, huh? Maybe you never saw me. Maybe you never even came in here. But I did. All right, now you could wave the flag of Ireland all you want me, brother. That fact does not change. So what happens next? The fight goes on. Fair and square. No drugs. Cyril wins or loses by his own hands. This I'm going to keep a secret. But if I find out you fuck with Khan, you're going to solitary, you hear me? How the fuck is Cyril going to be Khan? That's not my problem. Come on, let's go. Murphy's a good CO. Because um, not only did he get this taken care of, but he didn't go ape shit and take, like... But also, the moment he tries to come after Ryan, Ryan implicates him into the fact that he was helping Ryan um, prepare for this shit in the first place. When did he do that? Remember, it, Ryan came to him about... No, no, I know that, but when did he say to Murphy that he was going to implicate him? No, but I'm just saying, like, Murphy is protecting himself, oh, too. He's pro- yeah, true, true. So maybe he's... But he's still a good dude. Like, I like he's, him. He, he I don't like him. The- like, I'm like, McManus, but he's the only good CO in the building. Yeah, he's, he seems to be the only good one. With, with, with... Well, can't even say Wellesie, because she fucking murdered somebody. But I mean, she murdered stinking ass Scott Ross. She murdered Scott Ross, so... <laughs> He's still a person. A I mean, she murdered, person. She, she murdered a stinking ass Scott Ross, so toss up. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, I thought that at this point, Ryan was going to be like, all right, I just don't want Cyril to fight. And that's why he invited his dad into Oz, who had never visited before. I no, thought Ryan, dad likes, was, Ryan likes mayhem. That's why he did that. I thought that Ryan was going to have his dad, like, get Cyril so mad that Cyril would attack his dad and then get sent to the hole and then there wouldn't be a fight. But instead, the thing that Ryan did was weirder. So Cyril gets punched in the face by his dad and Cyril falls back to the wall and cries and then runs back to a cell. And so (laughs) Ryan tells his dad, thanks for doing what you always do. How that worked, I don't know. But in the fight that happened the next day. And how did nothing happen with a fucking CO? See, I and thought what? about this. And what I came to the conclusion was that all the times growing up and shit, whenever his dad would, um, Cyril would always cower to his dad, but he would probably, he would always take that shit out on someone else when his dad would be fucked up towards him. And so I think Ryan was like, uh, you know, thanks for coming and being fucked up towards him. Now I know he'll take this shit out on 
Khan when they fight. He ain't taking that on him in the first round. Well, you know, he had to get his feet under him. He, he did not have his feet <laughs> under him because his feet were in the air. Like, he got beat the fuck up. And so at the end of the first round, Ryan is like, don't see, don't actually Cyril. At the end of the first round, Cyril is asking Ryan, please throw on the towel. Yeah. Please, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Please throw on the like, towel. Sir, Cyril got hit so hard, he's upside down in the freeze frame. I bet you wonder how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Funny story. Um, but Ryan's like, nah, don't picture Cyril or don't picture Khan. Picture dad. And all of a sudden, this nigga gets the eye of the tiger and beats Khan to the point where Khan is fucking brain dead. Yeah, he hears him with that fucking... Omar good and one hit a quitter. Right. I just Chin up, nigga. Chin up. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm I'm looking at this headgear that they have on that is clearly meant to protect your head, your brain. How did he get brain dead? Because that's what happens. How do you get trying. brain dead from getting punched in the face? It's just an accident. It happens. It's clear that whoever wrote this episode watched Best of the Best not that long ago. And instead of him holding it back at the end, he actually he actually went through with that shot. So Cyril goes back after Khan is after they say Khan's not breathing, get a medic or whatever. They go back to the cell. Cyril talks to Ryan. He's like, "Is he gonna be okay?" And Ryan's like, "You want to know the truth? I looked in his eyes. They went vacant, just like yours. He's brain no, damaged, just like no. you." No, you're skipping over the most important part. Ryan could have diffused this shit from the very beginning if he was just honest with his brother. And like, I hurt that man. Nah, he'll be fine. <laughs> no. I hurt him bad. Why, Ryan? Why'd you make me hurt him? Just get ready to go to bed. Please, Cyril. Come on. Tell me. Why'd I have to hurt him? Would you just shut up, please, and get ready for bed? I'm tired. No. You answer me now. Why'd you make me think of Dad? And Mom, why? To survive. Don't you fucking get it yet? To survive in this fucking hellhole. You want the goddamn truth? Khan's brain damage. No. Yeah. I saw it when he went down. His eyes went all vacant and shit. You mean I made him just like me? Bedside manner. <laughs> yeah, and he and then he taps his ass. Then well, he, he, taps the, he taps the fuck out of his brother, yeah. He deserves to get beat up, but also from across the ring, I looked and I saw that his eyes went vacant, so he must be brain damaged. Worse than That's you. A good observation. Worse than you. I've seen it. It was the same way I seen it when it happened to you, but I didn't see it happen to you because I was getting beat up. 
excellent observation. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, um, yeah, Khan is brain dead, and his 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 he's he's literally the one person who didn't deserve to be in jail, right? And he's dead. His wife, who is um, Franklin Mama. I was gonna say is very upset, but yeah, no, she's she's not just Franklin's mama. She's also D'Angelo's mom from The Wire. She's birthed a couple of drug dealers, um, but she comes in and she's like, "Yo, I want to. Can we just turn off the machines? Like, if he's brain dead, we don't want to keep him alive. That's not how our religion works. Like, can you cut the cord on him?" And, and um, Glenn is like, "No." And McManus comes over and he's like, I'm so sorry about what happened to uh, to Khan. I, I feel badly about it. And she's like, ain't you the motherfucker who molested that young black man? Is there any chance of my husband coming out of this? We had a specialist from Benchley Memorial verify Dr. Nathan's diagnosis. And he agreed Hamid is irreversibly brain dead. He's on life support now. My husband wouldn't want to be kept alive by a machine. Please take him off life support. Well, unfortunately, we can't do that. State law requires us to maintain treatment. But I'm his wife. Ma'am, in this particular case, because he's a prisoner. Your wishes, his wishes, would not be taken into consideration. You're the one who molested a young black inmate, aren't you? I've been accused. It's not true. I find it unseemly to talk about my husband's life with him present. Mrs. Kahn. It's all right. I'll go. Again, I'm very sorry about what's happened. Oh, you're going to be more than sorry, sir. I intend to sue this prison. First, to get Hamid off life support. And second, for negligence, for allowing this boxing match to happen at all. Mrs. Kahn, your husband knew the risk. He agreed voluntarily. He pushed for the fight. So you say. We'll let a jury decide what's true. That's what you say. Jury ain't gonna believe that shit. Also, how the fuck is this all working out in Adabisi's favor? I want to know what jury is she talking about. Jury of the public. That's what I want to know. What jury in 1999 yeah, is taking the side of the black Muslim prison, yeah. Prisoner. But and then my thing is, uh, do you have do you have juries in civil cases? What this is this is civil case? This ain't this, there's no there's no criminal negligence, right? Mm. So this is this is all case. up to the judge. Exactly. Mm. The judge ain't gonna find for anybody who's he's a black and he's a Muslim. And, and he was a boxer. Once, and for once, 
he did want that shit. <laughs> they weren't lying mm-hmm. <laughs> for once in the world. He, they were telling the truth about that shit. So basically, what you're saying is we're never gonna see her again. <laughs> she ain't getting no fucking justice. <laughs> Pretty much. But now the uh, Saeed is there to comfort her at uh, Khan's bedside, at Hamid's bedside. And um, at first I thought that Saeed would be happy that Hamid was dead, but I mean, he's still not in with the Muslims. He's still on the outside looking in. Um, <laughs> he's not all the way on the outside, though. He's all the way outside. No, because at the end of the movie, I mean, at the, the end of the show, him and What's-His-Face were praying together. In the same room. I think that they've always been... Well, no. He moved back. He probably moved back upstairs because Beecher asked Keller to be his roommate again. He didn't have a choice. And they both had to pray. Them praying side by side don't mean shit. They're just praying. Yeah, I, I 100% thought that he was going to try to pull up poor Eleanor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, from uh, from the Five Heartbeats. Mm-hmm. Like I, I one hundred percent thought he was gonna try to pull an Eleanor from Five Heartbeats, and he didn't. He just kind of let his shit roll. He just let it roll. Like, okay, maybe it's because Khan protected him in the midst of that fight that was happening. That's something I didn't really factor into it. But I don't think that Arif is cool with him yet, um, because the next thing that happens is. Uh, Beecher and Saeed are noticing how the entire day room is now divided by hatred and seething racism. New Year's Eve. Can you smell that? I farted. What? Hatred. Oh. There's hatred in the air. It's just an ordinary day in Oz. No, my friend, this is much worse. Had a busy sitting with a reef. And all those white faces just clumped together. I'm very afraid of what might happen. Then do something about it. I, I, I'm just like, yo, he can admit guilt in what he did. Like, that's really, he had to humble himself to finally say that. Like, I I did that. This one right here, I don't have any power. I don't have any place. Nobody likes me except for you. And nobody likes you except for me. And maybe Keller. I'm not getting involved in this shit. Hell no. Like, y'all have fun with this racial uh, jungle gym y'all about to play in. As for me and mine, we serve the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next thing that happens is that as they're going to lunch, uh, Bricks threatens Cyril. um, And Hold on. Adebisi is the one starting this whole thing, right? Very much so, yes. Didn't we have that scene where Adebisi was talking to 
somebody and he was like, Aren't you part of the, the niggas? And he said something like, I'm not a nigga. I'm African. I'm African. I'm Crenshaw Mafia. <laughs> now, now he's the main one rallying the cause, and nobody looks at this shit like something's odd. And where are the Latinos in this? Whose side they on? That's a good question. I mean, there's only three of them now, and Michael can't play. He's in solitary. Oh, but yeah. uh, Adebisi realized that the last thing that they don't have on their side is a CO to join their faction, to join their stable. <laughs> My father was also killed in this room. Keep moving. Last year, I found my guy. He found me. Taught me my life, my soul, my heritage. And just like your father, they cut him down like an animal. Right over there. Jada died. Walk away out of BC. Yes, be angry. Be angry. Because these things are no coincidence. The waters run deep. I know who killed your father. How the fuck he know who killed his father? Anybody? Bueller? Yeah. Bueller? Yeah. I mean, because we, other than when uh, Father Ray, who's been suspiciously absent through most of this episode, I mean, through, well, did he show up at all in this episode? Uh, yeah. He did when, when Sister P was talking about losing her faith. Yes. Yeah, you send Mukata to find answers. You get what they want you to hear. I got my answers from Glenn. I ask around. I get truth. Which is, whose prints were on the shank? Brilliant. Nobody else thought of that shit? Brilliant. We got, we got the one insane African who finally thinks of... When you asked around, who was the person who you asked who said, whose prints were on the shank? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> was it Giles? Was it Rebido? The world's greatest detective is a guy who can't even put on his socks all the way. Or Nate the Great, who loved pancakes. I love that kid. But if you want to find out who killed your father, check out the fingerprints on the shank, my man. You know, the fingerprints that aren't on the shank anymore because sands of time. And also... You don't think they did that yet? Mm-mm. Okay. Okay. Just check. It's a prison murder. I mean, all, all Glenn has to say is he picked it up to get it away from him. Yeah. But Adebisi closes that off by saying, I got your back if you got mine. And he taps his heart. Like to say, you my heart, black man. You my heart. <laughs> you need to tuck this over with your rib. Right. <laughs> Do niggas still say that shit? I don't know, but they say shit like this. Do you understand what I'm saying, black man? <laughs> Overstand. So the Aryan and Claire are talking racist in the uh locker room after this conversation between Adabisi and Cyril and Adabisi and Clayton happened. And uh, Clayton just happens to walk in uh, right in time to hear the end of it. Been there to see fucking Congo now. Yeah. 
Maybe Allah was out of town. <laughs> I told you, the best boxers aren't always Negro. Fuck you both. The best boxers aren't always Negro, though, good sir. Vladimir and Vladimir and whoever else in that entire fucking family have been champions for like ever. Yeah. I mean, it's a valid statement. I mean, it's a racist statement the way he's saying it, but he's not wrong. Y'all could have had a nice little conversation and white meat and dark meat could have come together. But I mean, afterwards, he decided to show his dark meat. So like, it, yeah. the conversation's <laughs> over at that point. Ain't no wrong conversation. Dick. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no conversation to be had with your dick out, dog. Like, <laughs> come and talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, after that, Schillinger goes to all of his enemies and talks to them about coming together under the umbrella of white. And they all just happen to be sitting at the same table. All of them at the same table. All of his enemies. Except the mall who wasn't there to spit in his own food. What do you want? Niggers are up to something. <laughs> Niggers are always up to something. So are you. All right, look, I know there's been a lot of shit between us all over the years. We got to put that aside, at least for now. We got to be bound by the one thing that joins us all together, the color of our skin. I am not going to listen to this shit. Come on, Chris. Wait a second. What do you have to say? I'm Russian, and I'm a Jew, but I'm also white. So, Schillinger, do you accept me as a part of your group? Like, yeah, what the fuck not? Yes. At the same time, Augustus rolls up to get his, uh, like literally rolls up, to get his lunch. And did y'all notice that they're eating chicken nuggets? I didn't know that they got chicken nuggets in prison. I feel like we should protest. They probably, they probably said, that shit ain't no red meat. <laughs> this is mushed up thighs, dog. Wango, what's up with you? I mean, first you all buddies with Adebisi and now you being nice to me? You been wanting to stick me since Coyle got killed. Well, it's history, you know what I'm saying? I'm living in the right now. And what now is telling me is that when we get together, we're going to die apart. Also, they get white rice and, and mixed vegetables, California style, and, and rolls, and, and the, the quarter juice, and shit. I'd eat that. Three hots in the cot, I'd take that shit. I'm just saying I'm hungry. Yeah, this 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 part and the part that comes up later is weird. Why does anyone want to appeal to the motherfucker in the wheelchair that can't really help you in the fight? Because he can cut them at the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> we know why. They're using him as a rallying call. Yeah. He set him up. He set him up. He set him up by giving him the Naked magazine. No, this nigga set himself up in the second part. He so set himself up. Wait, let's talk about that. So here's what happens. Uh, Schillinger uh, gets asked by Augustus really nicely to stop letting his people jerk, jerk off in uh, his nudie magazine. He pays a lot for that hustler. 
Um, and he doesn't like the page being all stuck together. And Schillinger says just as calmly, you know, we we have to examine all all mail items, which is true. But then Murphy comes downstairs and he's like, you know what? I see that there's a lot of tension in here. I'm gonna make it worse by taking away all the nudie magazines. All of them. So all the swank, all the hustler, all the playboy, all the black ass, no, what was it called? Blacktail. All the blacktail, everything gone. Add that to the fact that they still don't have conjugals like three fucking years later. And Augustus is hot. So Augustus goes into his cell or into his pod to kind of grouse about not being able to get the nudie magazine that he just paid top dollar for. And Adebisi comes up behind him. And he's like, yeah, I want to know if you're rolling with this. And Augustus is like, yeah, I want to be the first one to tell you if nobody else has. You are fucking crazy. And Adebisi is like, well, maybe I am crazy, but we're still brothers. And so he gives Augustus back his nudie magazine that was just taken from him literally by Murphy, literally taken out of his hands by Murphy. Instead of stuffing the shit underneath his mattress, instead of hiding it in a pillowcase, instead of thanking God for the blessings bestowed upon him, Augustus decides to put the magazine between his teeth like a dog. And roll the fuck out of the room like no one is going to say anything to you, dog. Rolls right back up like, yeah, I got it back, motherfuckers. (laughs) Motherfuckers. I got this shit. You can't you can't tell me shit. You ain't my daddy. And so um Augustus is taken to the hole. They dumped <laughs> they, him in the hole, not they, no, they, the hole. They they jazzed the fuck out of him. They threw him like jazz on the fresh prince. Like just, <laughs> <laughs> and he's naked. <laughs> Yeah. And he's ass naked. So that means they stripped his ass, put him back in the chair, and then jazzed him. You know where we're going. <laughs> so, you know what it is. So after he gets thrown into the hole, that's when Adebisi makes him into a rallying point. And Arif also tries to uh, use the Quran to his cause. And I just want to point out that Saeed, when Saeed was running the, the Muslims, they were wearing white like white kufis and white shirts and all that kind of stuff. But as soon as they split away from Saeed, they started wearing black and they started wearing red, black, and green kufis. And I'm like, who the fuck With the those? key. It's such a habit. It is such yeah. a habit to want to say the rest of that. But they're wearing all black. <laughs> no, and- you can't say that part anymore. <laughs> you can't. You can't. I am so sorry. I almost said it. Oh, my God. That is, we got to unburden ourselves of the shit that has been ground into us throughout the years. But um, they're sitting there wearing all black, wearing the red, black, and green kufis. And uh, Arif is like trying to use the Quran to rally people to his cause of violence. And Saeed ain't having that shit. We must not let this brutality go unchallenged. The Quran tells us so. Permission is given to those who fight because they have been wronged. And indeed, God is able to give them victory. Why don't you finish the quote, Arif? Quran is a book of love, not hate. It speaks to what is good in all of us. Allah knows no color. You're using the words for your own needs. My needs? I 
suppose I made up racism. Arif, I lived on the same streets you did. I know what prejudice tastes like. I know what it is to walk into a room and be the only black man. Yes. We must right the wrongs that have been done to us, but not this way, my brother. Then how? We try and understand them. Understand them, my brother. <laughs> no white man can truly understand what it is to be black. Nor us them. The Quran says, <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> the look on his face, like when he get, does those like bug eyes, I don't give a shit. Like, that shit is scary as fuck, dog. I would have pissed myself. Also, let me just dead the whole idea that I give a fuck about what y'all Muslims mean or what y'all are talking about. I don't give a yeah, fuck what the Quran just, says. He just he just said he don't give a fuck about the Quran in, in a room full of fucking Muslims. Right? <laughs> like, what the fuck just And they ain't care because, you know. Because they black. don't give a fuck what the Quran says either. He's black. Let's go. We're I'm down black, to lines now. Dead Mike. That's right, Dead Mike. What exactly do you give a shit about at a PC? Not a goddamn thing. Justice. Yeah, right. No, you don't. Set him free! 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 Okay, I want to know which one of the niggas threw the chair, though. But, like, how the fuck How the fuck did everybody... I still don't understand how everybody in Gen Pop, Pop knew to start that. It's just on the other side of the wall. What you mean? They, that's why they heard it. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. It's a TV set, Scar. All right, they just ran the other side of the wall. Word. We're not supposed <laughs> to believe it's a TV set, Brandon. <laughs> That's so, so after that, um, Glenn tells the COs to be on lookout. The sort team will be coming out to make sure that nothing happens, you know. But y'all need to be aware, be vigilant. And Clayton is so fucking stupid. Like, seriously. Fuck this dude. Leo. Yeah. We can't hide behind the badge anymore. What do you mean? All these years you've been in the system. All these years you've worked for them. Caging in your own kind. Don't you ever feel sometimes like you've betrayed your own people? No. No. The men who are locked in here, they're not my people. My people are the ones who obey the law. Go home, Clayton. You're fired. Glenn don't have no regrets. This this is this is what gets him fired. Out of everything. The nigga tased somebody. <laughs> 
<laughs> the nigga concussed Wellesley. <laughs> the nigga beat an old man up. Right. This is what gets him fired. I think it's more of a last straw type deal. To me, it's more of a last straw type deal. Like we are, we are on the precipice of a race riot, and you come to the boss and say, "I need you to pick a side, bitch. Go, go home. Don't come back." I'm picking the side. These are not my peoples. These are not my niggas. Like you gonna stop? but see but see here's the problem here's the problem with that statement and i and i just thought about this just now he said the people in here are not my people ain't your brother one of them his brother somewhere his brother's brother's there is ain't your brother one of them so you said that now you say your brother ain't one of your people either that's another black person he looks sideways on for years but another thing that pissed me off about this. Like, fuck Clayton. When I see oh, it people... Gets, in the, it gets better with Clayton. Trust me. It gets so much better. When I see people in the state get fired from their job, what usually happens is that security escorts them out immediately. They don't get time to go upstairs to leave the fucking day room. Walk past all the administrative offices and locker rooms and all that, because I know the locker room isn't in fucking Emerald City. Walk up the stairs to Adabisi's cell and leave him a goddamn nine. And like, and how the fuck does like? I mean, obviously, it seems like that would be a you know a company issued firearm. Why did no one check to see if he still had that and take that from him when he left the building? Okay. Why does he not realize that? If Adabisi uses that, they can probably easily just track that shit back to him. They will. We need, your, we um, need your badge. We need your nightstick. We need your pepper spray. Got all those. We need your uniform check. Where's your gun? Where's your gun? Where's your gun, Clayton? Lockdown. And and I thought I thought they they I thought they didn't have guns any in the first place. Only the black COs get guns. Yeah, because the two black COs that had guns because Glenn gave them to them. Because race. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so now Adabisi has a gun. This nigga doesn't even put it under his pillow. He doesn't put it under a blanket. He doesn't put it anywhere hidden. He just has it sitting on Adabisi's bed in front of the pillow on a white sheet. There's a gun, a black ass gun on a white sheet and then Adebisi picks the shit up and wants to play. And like, oh snap, this is the shit right here. You see this shit, boy? Like he just, weapons. Yeah, he just basically does that. Instead of putting it under his fucking pillow and getting it out of sight, he's like, he just like, he's like enamored with the shit. He picks it up and he just kind of looks at it and he checks to, you know, checks to see if there's some bullets in it and like, yo, Waves bro. it around in bro. a glass fucking cell. A glass ass cell, and we even we know from other other scenes that I don't know whether his cell actually has this, but some of the cells have glass on the sides too. Mm-hmm. His definitely has glass on the side because he's on the fucking corner of the fucking pod block, right behind the fucking CO's desk. 
don't understand this stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and Clayton walks past him and taps his chest. Bitch, y'all should have tackled him right then. But nope. Power to the people. Power to somebody. That ain't power to us, though, because that's the end of the fucking end of the fucking season. Adam BC was checking out that gun like he was John Wick. <laughs> we be requiring cleaning services, Mr. Wick. Uh, that's the end of the season. That's it. Nothing else happens. <laughs> he, he turns to Clayton like, this thing got to hit me? Oh. <laughs> this shit. This uh, so that was the littlest fucking gun. It looked like, uh, remember Austin Powers look, when he it, pulls out that little teeny gun? Yeah. That's exactly what it looked like. Yeah, like this won't even really pierce skin. This will just like leave a bruise like a fucking BB oh, gun. Oh, it, it pierces the skin all right. Oh, we know it pierces the skin, Scar. Obviously, it looks like a fucking cap gun. It looks small as hell in his hands. And I know he's Killer Shark or Killer Croc, but still, right. um, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like this season. I didn't like this season at all. Um, and what's was 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 best is what's coming because the next season is the only season that is double the fucking size. Okay. That's fine. What do you mean but double? I shouldn't more episodes. It is sixteen episodes. It's the oh, only Lord. season that's sixteen. But I have to. If I'm sitting at home watching this, I don't know that. I mean, I'm just. I just looked. Cause yeah, no, I'm. I'm saying though, if I'm at home and I'm like, okay, the season finale of Odds is coming on. I can't miss this. This is musty TV. Blah blah blah. You remember when I, people I, had to watch TV? I I I think I. At the time that I watched this, I was a lot younger, and it didn't hit me about, about how terrible this season was at the time. This season was all based totally on the boxing tournament, but the boxing tournament was literally the same thing every fucking week. Ryan cheated every week, and nobody ever caught him cheating. And the next week, he did the same thing, and the same thing happened. And it kept happening all the way up to the top of the fucking heat. Yeah, this 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 season was basically eight stressed out filler episodes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I know I I know where some of this is going, but like the idea that you made a whole fucking season of filler, it's even nice. if it's gonna set up something later, the fact that we don't get any closure in the last episode of the fucking season just kind of sucks. It's fucking horrible. You like, didn't get why, any closer. Why do I why why am I watching this? This is like the from the end of season two all the way through to now has been a fucking failure in my eyes. This this season is worse than the last season of Lost. I've never seen Lost. Lost is really good into that last season. Yeah, not a single episode. You the should. failure is kind of strong. I wouldn't say it was a failure. This last episode was horrible. It was the worst one they've done. It was just disjointed. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. You mean the but season as a whole? No, this last episode. No, I'm saying you saying that I can't call this season a failure. Yeah, I wouldn't say this whole season was a failure. What worked? I like some of the episodes. They moved some of the plot along. Some no, of it they, they just forgot. New characters just to leave them behind. They introduced Stan and whatever the assassin's name was. They introduced Snake and he lasted for like a fucking episode. 
Yeah, I guess that's true. They introduced Shirley, who had the best line in the fucking season when she was, well, second best line in the fucking season when she was like, you're a nigger. Was that this season? Was was Jiggy last season? Jiggy was last season, wasn't he? Okay. And then, I mean, they introduced Andrew Schillinger. Fuck you, dad! And everybody that, that came in this season, for the most part, also left. Or had a really weak resolution to their situation. I'm going to look and see if Jiggy was here this season. No, I just looked. I don't see him. The only new, the other new person that came in was uh, C.O. Murphy. Yeah. Yo, I just realized, I looked up the, uh, I'm looking at the episode descriptions. And I realized they let go of the Metzger stuff like way too fucking easy. Really quick. <laughs> Real quick. Because like, remember, um the 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 Aryans were like, we need to do our own investigation and they let it go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Also, they didn't even, he just did. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. And Napa Napa got killed in the worst fucking way possible by Natalie. Oh wait. What I can't say it. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, you're saying, oh, wait. There's, I thought you were saying, a, oh, wait. Like, you, no, no, I don't, I don't want there's to. Know. Another, uh, there's uh, another uh, one that's coming that. that yeah, no, like, no, stop, really? stop, stop. That's how that happened? Yeah, I, no. I'm not, I didn't say anything. Yeah. All I'm I, saying is, like, you're going to get to a point where you'll be like, really? That's how that happened? I know. See, and I'm at the point where I don't remember any fucking thing that happens in this show. Everything from this point on is, like, new to me, too. And they. Here's the thing that really gets me. IMDb, who does uh, synopsis and, 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 you know, for the show, they put for this one, brace yourself for the explosive season three finale. Why are you lying? <laughs> it was explosive. It was a dud. And then they spoiled the thing about, in the, in the description, they spoiled the fucking gun. Mm-hmm. Which is the last thing that happens in the fucking episode. So, I think I can say without hesitation, I think Ryan won the season. Yeah. I do, there's there's no other way to say it. Ryan wins every season. <laughs> he hasn't lost yet. He's completely undefeated. I mean, even when folks know how he's cheating, he still gets out of it uh, completely untouched. He beat cancer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, he beat cancer and murdered his uh, paramour's husband and nothing. Nothing at all. I just, um, this season to me is quite possibly the worst HBO season I've seen. Except for, I'm not going to slander Curb Your Enthusiasm's first season. You can't. It's the best show of all time. You have nothing to say. (laughs) There is no slandering of something perfect. This was way worse than season five of The Wire. This was worse than season two of The Wire. This was worse than Sex in the City. This was just a badass season. It was repetitive. There's some, there's some, there's some seasons of True Blood that you're just like, really? 
haven't I've never seen True Blood. True Blood, see, True Blood has a very eyes wide shut kind of connotation to it. The love affair between those two main characters kind of loses its luster after you realize that they got married in real life. So like when they're fucking on the show, it's just like you just watching two married motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like it, it don't, it don't feel the same. Like the same way with eyes wide shut. Like you, they start doing something together. It's like these motherfuckers married in real life. Like we're not, you know, we're just. Kind well, let me of- make sure I got this straight. Two people fucking on a show loses its appeal to you if they were married in real life. Yeah, they're not acting. Mm-hmm. They're not acting. He needs it like uh, on Dodgeball where White Goodman is is where um, Vince Vaughn is fucking with Ben Stiller's real life wife. Yeah. Okay. Know what I mean? No, I don't. Or like, okay. or like Dexter where like that dude's uh, ex-wife was played by his sister. Um, I mean, was the, his his ex-wife played his sister. I don't like the fact that I, I can't rate this as low as I want to on IMDb. I also don't like the fact that this last episode of this season got an 8.4 on IMDb. I think it should be lower. I think it should be rotten. Well, anyways, uh, Scar, you got anything coming up? Um, I'm doing a sale on the site, uh, ptcachandcrafted.com. Uh, should be in the show notes. I'm doing a sale and I am giving out 25% uh uh off of anything that you want to order um the it's well is mayflowers 25 flowers with an s 25 is going to be the is well is the code and because you got it here you actually get um a higher discount than my social media stuff because it'll only be 20 percent so do your thing. Go to the website. Buy some candles. I just made a whole bunch of candles. They're about to go up on the site as soon as I get labels on them. Ren, you got anything? No, nah, I ain't got nothing. Yeah, me neither. Uh, thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly do appreciate it. Thankfully, next week a new season starts and we can get out of this fucking quagmire. <laughs> um, check us out on Podchaser. You can leave a review there. The cool thing about Podchaser is you can leave reviews for separate episodes or the show as a whole. If you don't leave a five-star review, just let us know why. I mean, it's not a big deal. Just let us know what you didn't like so then we can approve it if it's necessary. If what you don't like is Scar's voice, you can go fuck yourself. Um, I think what you should do, okay, this is what you should do when you leave a, when you leave a review. Make it five stars. And then email and, us. And just, and just put in all caps fuck you dad i think you should do that i think that would be hilarious i think i would i would roll on the floor laughing that's the best sound clip from the entire show thus far oh my god um it's still still fucking role model for me fucking role model um but Leave a review on Podchaser, on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts. Let us know where you left it at so we can find it. Um, you can email us at return to Oswald at gmail.com. Uh, and we are on Twitter at return to Oswald. Uh, Brandon is on Twitter at that cool blick nerd. That's B O K. And Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm on Twitter at Rashani. Uh, Scar isn't on Twitter as much as you might think he is because Twitter to him is the Wild West. So if you can find him on on uh, Facebook, you're better than most people. I mean, I've, we've already discussed my name is Michael. So like you got half of it already. 
I know his middle name, but it's not on Facebook. It, it will never be on Facebook from me. Also, you're Revan. Thank you so much for listening to Return to Oswald. Um, we greatly appreciate each and every one of y'all. Uh, y'all be good. Peace. Peace. Peace out. That's me. Fucking role model. This is single simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.